This is On The Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. You're On The Block ESPN Radio. Great to have you here. Rolling right along here on a Monday. World Cup's going on. Everybody's got soccer fever. Well, our next guest is uh, certainly a familiar name to soccer fans in central New York and beyond. He is a former Baldwins will be, former member of the Syracuse University soccer squad. Now a member of Toronto FC in the MLS, just signed a new contract with them, which we'll talk about here momentarily, and was recently in goal for the U.S. men's national team. A 3 nothing friendly win over Bolivia. Let's bring him on. Alex Bono is with us here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Alex, great to talk to you. Thanks for the time today. How are you, man? I'm good, thanks, Brent. How are you? I am great. It's good to talk to you. Congratulations on the new contract, by the way, and re-signing with Toronto FC. Life's good, right? MLS, doing things. And, you know, tell us about life right now and re-signing that contract and uh, life in professional soccer. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, I'm obviously extremely pleased to be staying in Toronto. Uh, I love the city here. It's become uh, a second home to me. Obviously, Syracuse will always be will always be number one, but... Uh, uh, Toronto's an awesome place to live. It's it's an incredible organization to play for um, and develop in. Uh, they give you all the tools. You know the support system is there, and and that's really incredible. And and from that perspective, uh, I'm really really pleased to be staying here. How encouraging is it for you that uh, you get to play not too far from home? I would imagine family and friends have a, a nice easy commute to come see you play in Toronto if they ever want to check it out. Oh, it's awesome! It's a quick drive. Uh, mom and dad are able to come up, you know, they come up every chance they can get to, to watch the games and support. And, uh, you know, friends always come up to watch and, and hang out as well. Uh, so that's awesome. It's awesome that uh, it, it's in close proximity and that, um, you know, my support system and uh, the people that I rely on to be there for me can uh, can be here in just a short drive. You so it's, it's really special for me. Yeah, you mentioned Toronto, and boy, that that city, you know, the Raptors, uh, they're very happy that LeBron James went out west, I think, today, but they've had had a a nice successful run in the NBA. Uh, The Blue Jays there, you've got, you know, a hockey team that just signed John Tavares and all of a sudden could be in the Stanley Cup conversation. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. a hopping sports city, and now you add Toronto FC into the mix, and everybody I've talked to, Alex, that you know, goes to Toronto and spends a lot of time there, just falls in love with that city. What is it about Toronto that makes people do that? It's hard not to. And I'm not quite sure what it is exactly. It's got to be something in the air. But if you're a sports fan, this is, uh, you know, this is one of those cities in North America that you really want to be in. You have pretty much every major sport uh, living here. You know, obviously, if you want to touch a, an NFL football game, you have to ride down to Buffalo, which, which isn't too far. But, you know, the baseball uh, basketball, hockey, and our stadium are all right downtown, right in the city center. Uh, easy access, a lot of foot traffic around, a lot of buzz around the city, um, and and people just people just really love following Toronto sports here. They really get behind the teams. Uh, the support is incredible. They come out in the thousands every single game. You know, every stadium is packed for, for a lot of these games that all the teams play here, and that's uh, something to be said about that. Something to be said about you know going to a Blue Jays game on a on a Saturday in the middle of the summer when we all know baseball those games aren't really uh, the most meaningful and you see you know you see a packed stadium um, it's really special uh, it's a really good sports community and and the fanhood here is is you know I would say almost second to none. 
I hear a lot of people say, I haven't been to Toronto. So I, went, I went to Toronto when I was in high school, and don't ask me what mm-hmm. year that was. But everybody, <laughs> everybody says how clean the city is, too. Like, everybody is is just blown away by that. Would you agree with that, too? Oh, 100%. 100%. They, you know, the initiative on uh, making sure the streets stay clean and uh, the buildings you go into, even down into the subway system, you know, that's always clean as well. It's it's really an incredible city. It's a, it's a very green city. Uh, the city where one one street you can be walking down uh, the busiest street in downtown, and you can turn down a side street, and it feels like you're in a neighborhood. Uh, and you can totally get away from the sights and sounds of, of the city to an extent. And that's rare to find. You know, it has that really big city feel. And like I said, you turn a corner, and you feel, uh, you know, like you're walking in, in Armory Square. And, and that's something really to be said uh, about how cool the city is and, and how diverse and different it can be at times. We're talking to Alex Bono. He's Baldwinsville native, of course, now with Toronto FC and the MLS. And, yeah, the World Cup's going on, which I want to ask you about here, Alex. But mm-hmm. tell me about MLS. Every time I look up, it seems another city is getting a team and they're expanding. And, you know, we, every time the World Cup comes around, everybody kind of looks at MLS and says, oh, hey, how are they doing? So I'm going to ask you that question. How's the league doing and, and, and where can MLS soccer go from here? I think, I think the league is, is growing at an extraordinary rate. Um, obviously we're adding new teams in every single year. Uh, the teams that are in the league are starting to generate a lot more revenue, uh, in regards to, you know, just in each city, their personal revenue, uh, and the league in general is starting to get a lot more buzz and a lot more revenue as well. And that's, uh, it speaks to the growing soccer culture, uh, in the U S and Canada. And the the knowledge of the game is, is starting to to move around to, to different people. And obviously with the world cup buzz around, uh, people are looking and saying, hey, you know, there's an MLS team in my city, a chance to go professional soccer where maybe one of these guys just finished playing in the World Cup, you know, or, or they're currently playing in the World Cup. Um, and so that's kind of how the buzz starts, you know. I really wasn't around for the World Cup in 94 uh, in the United States, but uh, that's, you know, after that, they said, was the first real big boom of, of soccer in America. And um, we're hoping that... <laughs> that the second really big boom of soccer in America comes after, after this World Cup, and, and the league continues to grow uh, and continues to gain popularity. You mentioned that you know that year, 94, I remember it well, when the World Cup was here. And for it seems like for generations, soccer has been this sport that has been growing and more kids are playing it and sticking with it. So let me ask you, for those that aren't mm-hmm. familiar, kind of your story of how you got into soccer and stuck with it and, and, and get to do it to this day. Yeah, like you said, I think soccer is one of those sports that uh, every kid plays when when he's young, he or she is young. Um, and up until recently, it was one of those sports that everyone kind of just played as a filler and then kind of moved on to different sports when uh, they developed a little bit and, and kind of found a love for the sport. But uh, I think now it's 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 growing in the sense that kids are starting to stay with soccer and it's starting to transition from that game that every little kid plays to a game that, Hey, you know, this isn't just for my kid to go run around on a Saturday. Uh, it's starting to get more competitive at, at younger and younger levels. Um, the travel and the commitments are starting to get more intense. Um, uh, and I think that that really speaks to the volume of, of, of how it's growing amongst, amongst younger people. You know, you look at the stats and soccer is, is a top three sport in, in viewership and, and fanship for, uh, teenagers and millennials nowadays. And, and I think that's 
you know, if you take that number from 20 years ago, it's a, it's a heck of a lot different. So uh, it's really exciting for me to see that kids are sticking with it. Kids are finding a love for the game early, and I think that's really important. Alex, you brought up the World Cup. Uh, boy, Belgium and Japan just played a bananas match right before we came <laughs> on the air. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, you're, yes, you're pretty did. busy with what's happening in Toronto, but I know you guys are keeping a close eye on the World Cup. What have been the things that have really stood out to you so far? Yeah, it's been exciting. The one thing that, that really stood out to me is the amount of upsets and the amount of big teams that have bowed out of the tournament a lot earlier than, than people have expected yet. Germany not making out of the group stage. Uh, Spain losing yesterday, I, I think it was. Um, you know, a lot of these teams that, that people thought would go really far and make really deep runs into the tournament are now uh, on a plane ticket home. And I think that's it's really special to see that. You know, in not many sports, uh, you get to see these, these catastrophic upsets and these huge disappointments, uh, not as big as we've had, you know, in this World Cup anyway. So I think that uh, it's showing that around the world, you know, if you give yourself a chance to win, anything is possible. And on any given day, anyone can beat any any other team. And I think that's rare to find in a lot of sports, and that's something that, that we hold dear in soccer, is that no matter where you are in the standings, where you are in the rankings, what players you have on your team, on any given day you can step out into the field and, and beat a giant. Uh, and I think that's, you know, different from every other sport. I know it's a goal of yours to play in a World Cup one day, Alex, and you know you guys are making those steps to get back in the World Cup, including recently a 3 nothing uh, friendly over Bolivia. You got to play uh, in that match. Uh, tell us what it's like to take that first step there with USMNT and, and try and get back to the World Cup in that process and trying out for Team USA and, and hopefully big things to come there for you. Yeah, it was obviously a dream come true. It's something that I dreamed about since I was a little kid playing on, you know, for the U.S. national team and uh, when you walk out for the first time with the jersey on and you're wearing the crest and you hear the anthem, it, it does get a little bit emotional. You know, all that, all that work and heart and dedication and the time that you've spent trying to perfect your craft and see it all come to fruition in a sense where you get rewarded with your first cap. It's really, it's a special moment. And, and I was happy that, you know, my parents came down to Philadelphia to watch the game and, and share that with me. And uh, for me, it was really special. Obviously, once you get the first one, uh, you want the second and the third and the fourth and everyone after even more now. So uh, once you get the first one, it's obviously a milestone, but then it's back to work. Uh, and I think that's really, it's really a message to the rest of all the young American players that, listen, it's great that, that we're a part of this national team. And uh, it's great that we've gotten an opportunity earlier, earlier than some of us may have expected to prove ourselves. Uh, but Hey, listen, the future is now and <laughs> we need to start uh, this World Cup cycle as soon as possible to make sure that, uh, listen, there will be no, you know, make sure there are no more mistakes like there were uh, this past year qualifying for the tournament. From the grand national stage right back here locally to central New York, I always like to ask people in your position this question, Alex. You know, when you're somebody who was born and raised here, grew up here, went to Beeville, and I look at other athletes that have done the same thing and stayed home and gone to Syracuse University. What's that process like for you, and, and, and why did you choose Syracuse? I'm sure you had some other opportunities, but why did you uh, choose to stay home? Well, I hope that the, uh, the staff at Syracuse isn't listening right now, but you know they, they would know that this is a fact that uh, originally I never really wanted to go to Syracuse. I wanted to, to leave and get a college experience. Um, I wanted to go somewhere that had – you know, a better known soccer program and a, and a better track record because, 
before I had gotten there, they had, I think the, the year before they won like two games or three games. So um, I wanted to give myself a better opportunity to, to grow as a player. And it was, I had to be open-minded to, to buy into what Coach Mack and the staff were, uh, were selling. And I chose a path to do broadcast journalism. And obviously, uh, Newhouse is one of the best for that. So to be able to do that and uh, at the time be a, you know, be a four-year starter at, at, a, at a Division One soccer school was, uh, it was too much to pass up. And I could not be more happier that I got over the fact that I wanted to leave and I stayed in, in Syracuse. And obviously the, the city holds, you know, is dear to my heart. And uh, the university is, is special to me as well. And I'm glad that I got to be a part of, of the Orange Nation family. You're not too far away. You'll always be connected here. But, you know, when you're in Toronto and traveling around and, and doing your thing, what do you miss most about Central New York? I, I would say just being with the, with my family and friends there. Um, those are the people that are so closest to me. Um, whenever I have a weekend off, I always try and come home just to just to hang out in the backyard. You know, hang out in the back deck at, at, at my parents' house and 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 lay around with them and uh, enjoy each other's company because that's something that as you get older and as people go their separate ways and, and choose a different paths that some people lose touch of and some people lose sight of of how special it is to to have your family close and, and be able to share special moments with them. So for me, I always try and make it back whenever I can solely for that fact, to be with loved ones and to be with people who, who I care about and care about me. And um, there are a lot of those people in, in central New York. So obviously it will always be my number one home. And, and I always try and come back and visit as much as I can. That's a very touching answer, but the correct answer <laughs> is salt potatoes. Salt potatoes is the correct answer. There, Alex. I, your family's great and everything. They're, they're great people. I understand that, but no, it's salt potatoes. <laughs> uh, final question for you, my friend. Um, mm-hmm. What is in the water in Baldwinsville? Because we've got you, we've got Alex Tuck going to the Stanley Cup final. Like Every time I turn around, somebody from Beeville is doing big things on a national stage. So I think I'm going to move there and have my daughter start drinking Lots of the Beeville water because uh, it'll turn her into a professional athlete. Apparently, this is crazy. <laughs> it's uh, it's a secret. All of us, all of us Beeville natives, know about it, <laughs> but we keep it very tight within the circle, and no one who lives outside of Beeville knows about it. So we're going to keep it that way. Okay, understood. Um, because it is the hotbed for for athletes in Central New York. I will always believe that. I'm a B to my core. Always will be. Um, and so. Until you decide to move to Beville, which will be a smart decision uh, for your daughter's future, um, <laughs> you will find out the secret okay. once you once you move in. I got to be initiated in the club. I get it. I understand. Al Tuck will say the same thing. I know it. He'll say the same thing. Okay. No secrets. Okay. Good to know. It's not the no food. At, so it's not the food at the Beville Diner is what you're telling me. <laughs> Although that can't hurt, I guess. Definitely, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not helping there. Alex, I'll uh, tell you what. He, yeah, go ahead. Al, Al Tuck's dad used to make a rink in his backyard with that special water. There you so, go. See, okay, that That's, might be the secret. I got to okay. skate on that ice with him uh, as a younger kid and uh, play hockey on that ice with him, and maybe just you know cutting it up and falling on it and. And having it rubbed all over me was one of the secrets. There you go. The Beeville magic. We got the secret right there. <laughs> Fantastic. Alex, can't tell you how much I appreciate your time today. Best of luck and continued success to you. We'll catch up down the road, but thank you so much for giving us a few minutes today. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Brent. Thank you so much, sir. That is Alex Bono, Beeville native, now with Toronto FC, doing big things 
on the biggest soccer stage potentially, hopefully, someday. U.S. national team goalie as well. We'll see. Great to catch up.